Ace. It's nearly quarter past ten. Steve Ebenezer Vines, how are you? Good morning. Bah, humbug. Bar Good to see humbug, you. Yeah. Yep. Actually, Ebenezer Scrooge, can I just say, <laughs> yeah. got an awfully bad press. He did, didn't he? He did. Nice I'm bloke. just saying that. Nice bloke. I'm just saying, he may even have been fictional, but I can feel where this is going already. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's the season of goodwill, so... Let's ignore it. Yeah, let's completely, <laughs> let's completely ignore it. Um, you, you, you know we've had this week something which, um, thank God, has happened. Because there, there was a whole week, I believe, and that may have been two or three weeks ago, when the chief executive of Hong Kong actually remained in Hong Kong for the entire week. I don't think that's his normal travel plans. Fortunately... Business as usual has resumed. It was a visa run. He's on a visa run, that's right. <laughs> Business as usual has resumed, and he's up in Beijing for his, his orders. But but it's, as ever, these things, um, they, you know, as our, our friend Mr Mark said, you know, first time as fast, second time as tragedy. Well, um, it seems that the farce is going on up there. On the one hand... The, the, the bosses are bigging him up and people say, oh my God, that means they'll instruct the goons to elect him when the next so-called chief executive election comes around in, in I think it's 16 months' time now. On the one hand. On mm. the other hand, they're, they've, they're really making the point, and anybody who doesn't understand, I've got to use the word criminology, but it is, you know what I mean, it's the sort of the way these things work in one-party states, where everything is not stated, but it's done by, by symbolism. So in the old days, the, the two previous chief executives, one of whom is waiting to be tried, and the other one of whom is still with us, um, went to, up to Beijing, and they were allowed to sit at the big table with the bosses. Really? No that, high chairs? No, no. They were allowed on the big seats <laughs> at the big table with the bosses, which, yeah. was, which was wonderful. And we, we like to see little Donald there. We like to see Uncle Tung there. But now... They've, they're making a point up in Beijing, and they're going, no, 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 you don't come to the big table, you go to the side table, and the little chair with the secretaries, one country, two systems, my... <coughs> see, oh, go on. We're not allowed to say that on radio, are we? See, I mean, you, you're not reading too much into this, you reckon, you know... I reckon it, no, I reckon it, it's what it is, what it looks like. I mean, these signals are sent, and they're planned to be sent. This isn't an accident that they get relegated from the top table to the side table. Cool. It's to make the point. It's to make the point that Hong Kong is subservient, is not allowed to delude itself by having its chief executive sitting at the top table. Now, it so happens that the chief executive, who was confined to the little seat on the side table in these posed pictures Kitty which portions. go out... Well, he's a big fellow. He's tall, you know. <laughs> um, um, the pictures that go out are there for a purpose. They are to tell you how things have moved. Mm. You know, anybody who's under the smallest, tiniest, lingering illusion that one country, two systems is intact and thriving, good luck with that. That's all I can say. Mm. It, it, you know, anyway. So now we have this vivid, symbolic demonstration of demotion, saying you were allowed at the top table... Interesting. You know, when we had to bring people on side and we had to pretend that, 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 that what we said was what we meant... But we're kind of we're fed up. We're so over that. Yeah, we're I mean, so over that. We're now we're now it's one country and just get used to it and sh and incidentally shut up. Yeah, well, there's another way of looking at this. I mean, you know, you say, well, the point is being made, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it could be that it was never even considered. You know, that's just the way it was going to be. It's just like well, you're, I mean, there, there, you're there, you're there, there seating there, plan. There are many people who, who who say that one country, two systems was an improbable concept from the beginning. Mm. That that's another argument. All, all I'm saying is now symbolically the point has been made in the full glare of publicity 
inconceivable that this would have been accidental. Mm. It is a well-planned visual point to make. And, you know, it's been made. Yeah, so it's it's a picture paints a thousand it, words. It is exactly that. It is exactly that. And, and you know, um, for all the brave words of CY saying, you know, I like Mr. Sitting on Little Seats and... <laughs> Etc. Etc. Oh no. He 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 knows, but then he's known the score. He's he's not exactly untutored in the ways of Beijing politics, and so we are where we are now. Yeah. Some time ago, we were saying, you know, the nearer we get to twenty forty seven, it's logic that it's going to get chipped away, and people go, no, 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 the basic law, etc., etc. But I think it's just logic. Well, it's it's not very good logic. I mean, we talk about the you know the basic law is is now become a sort of tablet and stone, second only to the Ten Commandments. And, you know, you can't change the basic law, you can't challenge the basic law. And yet, last week, we have no less a person than Minsky korsakov Yoon standing up, apparently Secretary for Occasional, um, Occasional Justice, saying, oh, well, you know, actually, at the moment, the basic laws might be causing us a bit of problems. So, uh, tell you what, why don't we just amend it? And they say, amend it? Well, that's a very good idea. I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah, so here we are. End of what's been a... Well... Interesting year. It has been an interesting <laughs> year, has it not? Has but, it not? But time and time again, what we've seen now is people who are you know, so-called pro-government um, just making all these statements, and they they always seem to be put out there to rankle, to get people going. And and it, it, more and more, we've seen things in LegCo, lots and lots of things. Yeah, I mean, the most the most recent one, I mean, was in a, in a way one of the more offensive, and it, it went across political lines. It was Anne Chang. Standing up and, and she's done some crackers in the past as yeah, well. This time she 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 decided to pick on people with mental illnesses and, and the usual ghastly appalling. I'm not even going to repeat it. Um, disparaging of people with mental illnesses. You know, the people who do this in their political life. I want to say this as kindly as I can. Are lower than scum. Hmm. And, and rightly, she's been criticised, to be fair, from across the place. But part of this is, like a lot of these very arrogant people who sit in at Legco, she just doesn't well, think... The, one, the ones that turn on. Well, the ones who turn on, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're, going to be I mean, pedantic, that's a ch- if you're going to be pedantic and say, just because they're members of Legco, they have to attend, I mean, you're, you're, you're drawing a very high level of um, attendance on that. You know as well as I do that many countries have got their foibles, and I'm afraid people who look and sound and whatever differently in Hong Kong do get that kind of treatment. It's just a fact. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 well, we know it wasn't that long ago when, when, when mental illness was, was somehow... Um, somehow equated as being a character defect yeah. and therefore it was quite justifiable to lock mentally ill people away and never seen and them. And that again. was everywhere. It does happen everywhere. It's not just here. In in places where there's a higher degree of civilization, this has been kicked out the door. And yeah. in places where you've got politicians who are genuinely responsive and responsible, the idea that you would make cheap political points at the expense of ill people is it's, it just doesn't happen. I don't think it's going to go away, though. I don't think it's going to go away. Why do you think we away? have to have all these daft announcements saying <laughs> employ people, the ex-mentally ill, and all that sort of stuff? Yes. But, I mean, however you look at it, it's categorisation. Yeah, well, I mean, there are people who are permanently mentally disabled. <laughs> no but, kidding. But, Here we know, go. But, but, no, no, seriously, there are people who yeah, are permanently mentally disabled, and, like physically disabled people they have a place in society full stop i don't think there's you don't need a comma anywhere in there no absolutely but this is something as i say i don't think is going to go away do you understand this tsa thing well i do in a sense i mean 
Remember we're talking about children that come up to the level of my knee. Yeah, they're really small. They're very tiny. But you know, kindergarten kids get interviewed here, two years oh, old. Oh, yes. Where's so-and-so? She's gone for her interview. What do you mean two years old? They, 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 pre, they have to pre-register. They Bef- before start, they're even conceived. They're, they're, in, they're in the womb. <laughs> oh, and, and, oh, honey, and, let's get it on. No, did you register? <laughs> yes, before? Yes, there's, there's a romantic element to that, yeah. which I probably... Well, I mean, what people are saying, and... Let's cut out the detail of it. Is let's just stop, stop it. Enough of this constantly harassing tiny little children with exams. Why don't you give them a life? Give them some outdoor exposure. Give them some, some fireworks around, to play with, you know, or something you know. to, to, to develop their characters, make them better people, instead of putting them into cramming classes and insisting that they do exams. So the deal with this, this tiny, tiny little age, it's. Yeah. It's, it's bit... just... I mean, you talk to anyone who, who, who has been in the educational world and can read and write, and I, I exclude the, the Secretary for Education who, who claims to read, what is it, 20 books on an air flight or some other bong of the man. is clearly a loser. <laughs> um, anyway, um, you know, and they will say to you, there is no Lady case... Ladybird books. Really, he's got to that level. <laughs> they will say to you, there is no case for very young children being subjected to this kind of but exam do you know what, regime. Do you know what the sad thing, Steve, seems to be that actually it, it's not about the kids at all, it's about mummy and daddy being able to show off. It, there is certainly a very high element of that. So you have to change the culture of education and you have to give parents a greater awareness that the healthy development of their children doesn't depend on the ability of them to achieve high scores on a piece of paper. It, it depends on their social abilities and, and incidentally their physical health yeah i know you know running around etc rolling in dog poo and things. Yeah, well. yeah but you know what it might be it might be that the government has a point here in so much as they, sorry i'm leaving no 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 no, no. but the thing is this that, let, let's try and be really fair yeah. here or objective let's um the test itself is just there we all got tests when we were at school we didn't not at that age no no well the point is not this at that age. the point is this i think okay fair enough but i think the agro is about schools kicking up a lot of fuss to prepare children for this yeah. test. When I think, didn't the government say, like, just do the blinking thing? Well, no no need see, for revision. You, you, yes, I, I suppose we should have said this earlier on. This TSA, Territory Wide Assessment Scheme, yeah. is actually not supposed to be... This is what's so bonkers about it. That's it's not I mean. supposed to be a test for the so children. There's two issues now. It's supposed to be a test for the schools, you know. How, do, how are the schools performing? And, of course, the schools then, they and want to the look great. the schools want to be, you know, number one, two and three in the, in the league. Well, that's it's, horrible. Um, so, you know, but, but the reality is that it's a test and therefore kids are tutored for the test. Yeah, a and lot, I should imagine. And that means coughing up probably to these people who, well, if, they were, if they were that wonderful, they wouldn't be tutors in the first place. Well, that is Doctor, good... professor, wizard, whatever, yes, on a, the side a, of a, a bus. Psychology. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that, that's an interesting point, which doesn't come up much, but it, it is worth making, in fact. But the fact of the matter is that the, the, this pathetic claim that oh well you know it's not up to it doesn't really matter to the children whether they pass or they fail the test it's it, it's it's a way of measuring how the schools are performing but mm. it just doesn't you know if it isn't working like that you sit back and you say I'm sorry we tried this as a good way of assessing the performance of schools and it doesn't work we'll try something else how about that yeah instead you've got the Secretary for Minimal Education going um, committee 
Yeah. Those, I think, were his exact words. And then... If I haven't, if I haven't got any you got of them wrong. You've got wrong there. <laughs> but the other thing is now they need another month to think about it. Oh, yes, they do. Now, what's the significance of this extra month? That means because they can have the test, the next test. I think that... I think the forthcoming test will take place. Way. Yes. Great, great. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, God, where would we be without enough tests? minutes to 11, still in with Steve Vines. It's the time of the year when we sort of traditionally go on, that was the year that was kind of stuff. But, you know, last week I was going on at you about the in-tray is becoming massive now. And what that means is a bunch of cul-de-sac projects. Well, indeed. I mean, we, we've had an omission in the last seven days that the medical insurance scheme won't be happening this was the, the idea, not a bad idea, as it so happens, which I suppose is why it's not happening, of providing a, a sort of semi-public private medical insurance scheme. Um, all of the talk, big, big talk that we've heard about significantly boosting public housing seems to have given way to these sort of funny little hybrid schemes for home ownership. So, in other words... Housing for really poor people in Hong Kong mm. has gone down to the bottom of the list yet again. And now, now we hear that, that the discussions on the retirement pension, which seem to have been going somewhere, certainly Nelson Chow, who, who, who wrote the government paper, I was misquoted. Well, I think he, he, he feels rather more substantially <laughs> aggrieved at this because they, they've claimed that the research he's done has shown how difficult, or that's another word for saying impossible, it's going to be to have a universal pension scheme in Hong Kong, whereas his conclusion is, is diametrically the opposite. Just pause it there for a second. Explain how this works in other countries, because it's all well and good saying, you know, people shouldn't be destitute, etc. But it is something that works in other places, but they've got other things in play, haven't well, they? That, that's true, that's true. I mean, Just tell they're me not what, all yeah. the same, but I mean, look at the British uh, universal pension scheme. National insurance and stuff. National and all, insurance. Yeah. Now, basically... The, the, the funding for that comes not entirely but primarily from national insurance payments that people make during their working life. Yep. But, of course, national insurance doesn't apply, say, to, to um, uh, married women who aren't working, they, but they will also get a pension at the end of it. That's the bit I'm on about, yeah. Go well, on. and the idea is that once you've reached a certain age and they're incidentally putting it up, understandably in Britain because people are living longer but I mean it used to be 60 for women and 65 for men you get a pension full stop mm. now the level of that pension most people who have reasonable incomes just get the basic pension which isn't a vast sum of money it's something like in sterling terms £100 a week or, or $1,200 in, in uh, Hong Kong dollar terms so it's not a vast amount it's more or less guaranteed not to be enough to live on. Mm. But for people who are really poor, there's many supplements, and that usually at least doubles that um, that amount. This is a very expensive scheme. Nobody pretends otherwise. It's a lot of money to pay to an entire strata of the population who are old age. Now, what the government has done is said, oh, yeah, yeah, we've thought about that, and, of course, our minds are entirely open to it. But, hey... Let us start out by scaring the pants off everybody, saying your yeah, taxes are going to go up, income tax is going to go rocketing up, corporation tax is going to go rotting up. But, you know, if you want it, you know, that's fine, that's fine mm. with us. But you know, do remember that you'll all be impoverished in the process. I mean, this is almost a classically disgusting way of saying you have an open mind. What they're trying to do is scare the pants off 
the average Hong Kong citizen and say, if you want pensions, you're, you're going to be impoverished during your working life to make provision for those pensions. This, incidentally, is the government that glibly has been shelling out $90 billion. I'll just repeat that some in case anybody's missed it. $90 billion to reduce the journey time from Hong Kong to Guangzhou by 24 minutes. Boy, there's money for that. There's money for buildings. There's money for bridges to nowhere. There's money for new government buildings ever more glorious. But money for people? No. Mm. And when they give out these figures, these absolutely dishonest, that's the, that's the blunt word for mendacious, figures about how much it will cost and how much people have to pay, what they never talk about is the underutilization of Hong Kong's enormous monetary reserve, which is bonkers. I mean, it's far higher. And what's the logic, their logic behind that? Their logic of it behind it is, ooh, ooh, security, we've got to keep this money. Well, no other place on earth, with no more than a couple of exceptions, believes that you need the type of monetary reserves that Hong Kong has for this alleged rainy day. Mm. The fact is, for many people... It's pouring with rain already. You know, the 20% of the population who live before the poverty line, it's raining very hard already for them. Mm. It's not raining hard for the fat cats. It's not raining hard for the bureaucrats who, even at a middling level, can be earning something like $100,000 a month. They're all right, Jack. You know, they're fine. But for the average Joe in the street, the, the storm has started. And they're saying, oh, no, 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 we're, we're keeping this money because you never know what might happen. Well, it does make you scratching your head. What was the stuff the other day? The other day about people in subdivided flats are going to have to pay more dough. Yeah, well, they're, they're I don't... going to be moved out of them, and it's going to cost them more. I mean, every time it is to do with people. I mean, this is the classical government run by bureaucrats: is they love structures and they hate people. Of course, they claim they love people, but you and me, as adults, we know it's just ain't true. Mm. They all of the really difficult problems they just dodge. You know, we've talked about some of them. Well, that's what I mean. There are yeah, so many, so, so many, so many there, things there in so the ether now. And you know, I mean, we, we talked before the break about this new—it's well, not new—about the, the existing scandal of testing tiny little children in schools. Um, with I this think they GSA should be means exam. tested, not the parents, but the kids, <laughs> the kids should be means right. tested. Shh, don't, that will be next. Only one toy, you're out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ugh, yuck. <laughs> we're, we're having the one toy rule. Send here. him to Mongkok. Yes, to, to wherever that is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, there is this other scandal of the Hong Kong education system, is is its top heavy emphasis on on universities. Yeah. Whereas yet again, every educationist on the planet will tell you. The crucial time for education, the time when you need to pour the most resources into schools, is for the very youngest people in schools, you know, from five up to ten, and, uh, sorry, up to eleven, and then again in their early teens. These are the formative educational years. Mm. And if you deprive schools, particularly primary schools, of resources to, to, to put it all in the more glamorous, admittedly, um, places like universities, you are under. Um, I was going to say underarming, but what's the word? You're under-equipping the, the general population for, for, for future life. This is very bad. So the thinking behind pensions in general is you've been giving, so now is the time for you to be given so, back you know, to. Well, it, it's called dignity in old age. All that stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, people... And yet I thought we were living in a society that based itself on filial piety and stuff well, like that. Well, but, but what they're saying, yet again, you know, it's all mentioned in code is you know they, they exactly they talk about filial piety what they actually mean is that the burden of looking after 
the old must entirely fall to families, some of which simply are not equipped to do it. So, you know, it is quite true that there is a a higher level of elder people living with their sons and daughters than in most societies. Well, not in most societies. That's quite common in Asia, but in most European-American societies. It's quite true that a lot of grannies spend their old their elderly years looking after very young children because the mothers and fathers are out at work so I mean you know there is a kind of there is a support network there but it's a support network that causes an immense amount of strain let's go to the other end of the scale just for a few seconds here and it kind of links in with all the property nonsense and paying three plus million dollars for a piece of rotten concrete Um, we have young married couples now who have to go their separate ways and live with their parents even after being married yeah yeah because there is nowhere for them to live. I mean, to get onto the property ladder in Hong Kong now is almost impossible. And that's not for people who are right right at the bottom of the um, income scale, you know, people earning less than $10,000 a month. I'm talking about people who are earning thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a month, which is way beyond, way beyond the average wage mm. in Hong Kong. But sure as hell ain't no fortune. See, on paper, now, those people yeah, just cannot even think of yeah. buying a property. Oh, yeah. It's out of range. How are they going to raise the, the, the money for the deposit? That's the simple question. Will the banks accept their ability to repay the mortgage, assuming they've even managed to raise the money for the deposit? But, I mean, not everybody buys a place, either rents. Now, let's just talk about rents for a second. The greed in this town is going through the roof in terms of commercial rents and residential rents. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just like, well, we can do it. What the heck? Let's do it. Well, you know, this is, this is the rampant operation of the market without any controls and without any social considerations. Oh, well, that's what people say. The landlords and they'll go, oh, it's the market rate. What yeah. do you mean the market rate? Well, it... it I mean, it is the market operating, but, you know, in most societies, people say that housing is a fundamental right, and there is a social factor in paying for housing, subsidising housing, making sure that people can live in decent circumstances. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, you don't need to be somebody living in a, in, a, in a country called the People's Republic of China, allegedly governed by the um, principles of Marxism-Leninism, to know that this is actually a good idea. Certainly doesn't seem to be a good idea across the border, and times that by ten at this end of the border. You know what's a really freaky and very um, not such a good thing to do if you're in a bad mood? Take the figure of, say, three million Hong Kong dollars, right? and translate it into Aussie dollars, and then look on a website and see what you could buy, perhaps, or, or English pounds, or and, and just go in a property, say, $3 million, blah, 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 Australian dollars. You'd get yeah. a blinking well, massive know. pad for that. Um, you? What could you buy in Hong Kong for that? Uh, a, the word zero. a badly constructed cold not in much. the winter, hot in the not, summer. Not place. much. Really not much. Three to four million dollars in Hong Kong sends you out to Tin Soi Wai or somewhere like that. I know, but that and, that's just... And into, into, into a few bucks. <sighs> can, we, can, we, can we think of something nice to say? Because that is really nuts, do Why? What nice can we say? What, what have we got? What, what can we say which is nice? Um... um, um, <laughs> um <laughs> no worries, Steve. Let's put the lid on it. Let's, I'll tell you what, seriously, let's hope we've got some happier things to talk about next Absolutely. year, shall we? All right, then. Happy un-Christmas.